0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey
0: everybody, the NFL season is in full swing and you might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Online. What's up y'all, this is your man Lloyd Spence. And I am excited about all the things that's going on at betonline.ag. Some incredible lines this week. You got to go check them out. From the game spreads and the totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always my favorite, the online casino as well. Because it never closes. So, Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tell them your man
1: Lloyd sent you on over. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward and now Lloyd and Charlie, Charlie. go, go get get him, him, Bellas. Bellas.
0: you know there's an old song that says almost doesn't count and I think that is the perfect description of the week we just had in the ACC man hello everybody I am Lloyd Spence. Repping my Giants because they're playing right now. (laughs) But also, repping the little Carter. This is Charlie Ward representing that Florida State. And uh, we are so glad to be here with you tonight for Believe in the ACC. And uh, man, Charlie, I'm going to tell you something. I thought we had really blown our predictions on Saturday. (laughs) I was thinking.
2: We got a couple wrong.
0: I was like, well, I thought we were going to get more than that wrong. with <laughs> The week was the way that things were unfolding." I said, man, we are not going to be close at all. <laughs> this was unbelievable. So uh, let's run through a recap of the week, man. And let's start right at the top with Boston College that almost pulled the upset against Clemson. And I mean – I, we talked a little bit about uh, – I mentioned a little bit about a trap scenario. Could this be a trap game? Could, could they not be prepared? I don't know if this was a trap game, but I'll say Boston College came out ready. Uh, I mean, yes. I
2: mean, I, I missed like the first part of the uh, game because I was outside breaking leads What helping my son break leads. But uh, – Oh, let
0: me catch you up, my brother. I,
2: I saw, I saw when I when I went on. It was like twenty-one to ten or something. I think it was. 21.
0: Yes, yes. So let me catch you up. Phil Yurkovich, and by the way, I figured out his name really quickly this week because guess what? He was on fire. He played played an amazing game. Um, for the first half. For the first half, right? For the first half, <laughs> Phil Yurkovich came out within two minutes of the first half and uh, marched him right down the field, scored. Jay Flowers on an 11-yard pass, took him up 7 nothing. Now, Travis Etienne, being the man that he is, went down and then, uh, he and the, the young quarterback. Now, I'm going to struggle with his name, and I apologize in advance. Man just, call
2: him, man, just
0: call him DJ. We'll just say DJ. Okay, so DJ and Travis Etienne drove him back down the field, and they scored, but then David Bailey, and, or uh, phil yorkovich and uh drove him back down the field again they were up 14-7 they came back at the top of the second quarter scored again with brandon sebastian on a 97 yard um foot foot uh fumble return which is crazy to think about 97 yard fumble return but they listen that thing got out of control real fast real fast but it wasn't just defense it was the offense was clicking. Bill Yurkovich hit uh, C.J. Lewis at the end of the second quarter uh, with an 18-yard pass that put him up 28 to 10. And going into halftime, it was 28 to 13. I mean they they came out on fire. But man, I thought I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. What up, Marco? Good to see you tonight. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say Boston College kind of blew it, and and to me they played the second half like they didn't want to lose the game.
2: Well, to be fair, um, if you take away, I mean, if you really take away the ETN uh, fumble recovery, I mean, the game is still close um, to where, you know, if you, if they have 14 points on the board um, as opposed to 10, um, and it's like 21-14, then you're thinking – Boston College, you know, they, they're just not going to make it. Right. Even, even 28-14 is better than 28-10. Uh, but the crazy part about it is once uh, once they got into halftime, I knew that they were going to put the pressure on them. Yeah. Uh, from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint, and Boston College was going to have to find a way to fight that pressure, and they just weren't able to overcome because they didn't score any
0: Yeah, that was – yeah. They they could not muster up any, any more offense for the rest of the game. And shout-out to the young uh, quarterback from Clemson, DJ, who actually in that second half put on a, quite a show. I mean, he really – he played within himself yeah. and did what he had to do to help his team. But then, of course, it doesn't ha- hurt to have – Uh, 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 running, running back like Travis Etienne, kind of backing you up and helping you move the game. But they, they, they played much, much better in the second half, and just they just dominated. I mean, they dominated in every sense of the word.
2: Well, he was very solid. Uh, I mean, just all the way around. uh, When I got a chance to see him first, first half, the end of the first half, and you know, he only missed like a couple throws, and they were mainly to his left, uh, like. Couple out routes or whatever the case may be, but I mean, you look at the, his numbers.
0: Yeah, he great.
2: <laughs> his numbers are outrageous. I mean, they I mean, look great. You know, three hundred game, three
0: hundred and forty-two yards passing, two touchdowns, and and why don't we just throw in an extra twenty-five yards rushing and a touchdown just just because he could? <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, with those numbers, um, I mean, he really
2: played a solid game. Yes, like I said, I don't think you know. Most times when you when you see a, a team behind, you think with a new quarterback, especially a young quarterback, you, you kind of expect some, a lot of uh, turnovers. Yeah, but that really wasn't the case. No, he was uh, solid. In this situation, it was the defense. You know, they could they couldn't really stop uh, or didn't have an answer for. Um, what's his name?
0: Oh, um, Yurkovich, Yurkovich, yeah, Phil Yurkovich, yeah,
2: yeah. So that was, uh, that was really the the story of the first half, and then the second half, I think they had a total of 60, 60 total yards or something.
0: It didn't go well the second half, Charlie. It did <laughs> not go well the second half at, at all. They, uh, they, and again, I thought, but, but I also thought that they didn't play with the same aggression, like it just, I was like, well, why? why I, 20, I hope you don't think twenty-eight to thirteen is enough lead to to stop Clemson. That's not enough lead to stop Clemson. They know this is a championship football team. They know how to score. They know how to win. So no, you're not gonna. That's not enough. But um, I'm just saying when
2: you when you, <laughs> I mean, I, and that's one thing I'm working with my uh, basketball team because I have a very talented group, and I'm trying to get them to. Push each other each and every day because we're going to come up against a team uh, or we're going to be that team like Clemson where we may be down uh, because we didn't, we weren't playing our best, but we got to find another gear and execute the things we can execute. And you saw it in the second half. I mean, it was like night and day from a defense standpoint. Oh, yeah. uh, To where, you know, they made some throws, uh, some throws, but. For the most part, it was really in a shutdown mode. Um, and they got out them pretty good.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that I, that Clemson can take away from this game, hopefully, this helps some of the younger players more so than the older ones. You are everybody's national championship game. You're, you're their ACC championship game. You're their national championship game. So they're going to give you their absolute best shot. And you got to be able to absorb it and to overcome it and and that's what it all comes down to and clemson did that this week uh i would not suggest that they do that against notre dame but they definitely were able to pull that off against boston college
2: yeah i know um of course they probably won't do it against notre dame in a lot of ways but um you know it's it one of those games that they had and i'm sure coach sweeney uh you know he was saying
0: Uh, Thank God
1: there's four quarters. Oh,
0: man. Speaking of of four quarters and speaking of thanking God, uh, I'm sure he's thanking God for DJ because he got word pretty early on Saturday that Trevor Lawrence has been ruled out against Notre Dame. He will not be playing in that game. Uh, He won't clear protocol in time. So, DJ will be starting in that game. And, Charlie, I know we're going to talk a lot more about this on uh, Wednesday slash Thursday (laughs) if you listen to this on the podcast. But what are your initial thoughts when uh, thinking about that much, much tougher opponent, much, much tougher defense that they'll be playing on this Saturday than this last Saturday? What are your thoughts uh, with just hearing that Trevor Lawrence will not be available in this game?
2: Uh, well, it definitely helps with uh, understanding and knowing uh, what you have going forward. You right. Know, about the speculation of whether he's going to be there or not. Uh, you already know that he's not going to be there. And so this week, you know, DJ, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, when you, when you play the guys that he's been playing in practice every single day, I mean, it, when you talk about pressure and all those types of things, I mean, he's seen it, uh, you know, in practice. And that's one of the things that, you know, when I was in school, um, that was one of the things that we always harped on. I mean, the defenses that we saw and the offense that we saw in practice were better than what we were going to possibly get in the game outside of a few teams. Yeah. So I just think he'll be prepared uh, for the moment. Um, whether he performs at a high level like he did this weekend um, remains to be seen because he's still a you know true freshman. Right. But I just believe that he's he's prepared for this moment. Uh, now that's another story of going in and playing uh, another high ranked team uh, with a with a lot of great athletes. Uh, but I I don't think this moment is too big for him just because he's been able to handle probably handle all of the things that he's been able to do in practice. Right. Like I said, they, they're they loaded at Clemson, and the practices are probably uh, like this game's going to be.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's going to – I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be caught off guard in any way. But uh, this is going to be an interesting test for the entire Clemson team. But it's also going to be an interesting test for Notre Dame as well because um, – the a lot of the things that they've been able to get away with, yeah, they won't be able to get away with that this week either. So, it, it, it have, missing Trevor Lawrence makes for a very, very interesting matchup this week. So, I'm looking forward, uh, to this game. I think I'm shutting my Saturday down because I want to be in front of my TV, not with no distractions for this because I think this is going to be one must, and must see TV. Um, Louisville, man, ran out of time, got off to. Uh, they didn't really get off to a bad start, but it just—they just stumbled, man. They really kind of stumbled and and got behind. And and Louisville's biggest problem to me is that they live and die off of the big play.
2: play.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they just can't. You can't. It's hard to win a lot of games when you you need the big play to to win any game. Or win every game. How do you win games? Because what if the big play never comes? Now, they it, it came this week a right. few times. And so it shows that they have a lot of talent. But, man, I don't understand why they can't sustainably move the ball down the field. Now, I won't put any of this on Malik Cunningham this week. Man, 350 yards is a good day. That's a good day. Now, the three interceptions were bad. Yeah. But I can't say they were all his fault. A couple of those were off the feet of his hands. They're bobbling, not catching it clean, not concentrating on the catch, seeing the ball into your arms, and, and, and you know, they make, make mistakes. But he, he also kept them in the game. So it that something is missing. I don't know what it is about this team that's missing. Uh shout out to Hendon Hooker though. Ah man, what a day. 10 for 10, 183 yards. I mean, you can't do better than that. 68 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He almost single-handedly beat Louisville by himself.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, of course, he didn't throw it. He didn't throw it. I mean, he was perfect on the day, but he didn't. He didn't chunk it down the field. And so, uh, you know, to me, that's a a red flag when it comes to the passing game Mm, um, because not many teams, uh, you know, very good teams, I should say, I mean, you can do that against uh, certain teams, uh, and still because you have um, Herbert. I mean, he ran wild.
1: <laughs> as yeah.
2: Well. Yeah, he so, did. You know, that was a huge uh, factor in the game because whenever they can establish their running game, because uh, Hooker is a very good, very good runner. Yeah. But if they can establish that running game. Then it definitely takes a lot of pressure off the passing game, um, and so you, you look back you know, probably over the, the games that they lost. Uh, you you think about the rushing attack, um, and I know Hook. I mean Herbert uh, got shut down uh, one in one of the losses, and that played a big factor in you know the loss. So I just think it's important, you know, for them to. Started to look at. I mean, he was ten for ten, which is great, but 180 yards. Um, I mean, that's that's not very good. That means you're hitting a lot of short throws. Um, but the the run game is def- was definitely the the factor in this game.
0: Is is it his youth that is making them not take the risk? Is that what it is? Well, no, he's a senior. No, Herbert's a senior. I'm sorry uh hooker is what year is he i mean let me find that really quick. A red shirt uh, um,
2: or something like that but i i don't think i don't think it's his youth he's a junior Oh, he's, he's a junior yeah um, i don't think it's uh youth i just think it's um he's not an established passer
0: hmm.
2: um and so that's something uh when you start looking at development wise uh he is just you know what he is um and so if you take away the run game and force him to be a passer um then we'll see you know if they can if they can handle that but at this point in time the teams that they've beaten uh, herbert has been you know he's had a solid game and yeah when you can get the running game established Uh, Then you really don't have to focus on the passing game. Yeah, makes life a lot easier. Yeah, you just need to be like he was. Yeah, ten, you know, hundred and eighty plus yards, just hitting your targets,
0: and uh, you know, moving the chains. Um, Shout out to Herbert. Yeah, one hundred forty-seven yards rushing on the day on twenty-one carries. That's that's a good day every time. Um, uh, uh, Shout out to those who are in the chat right now. Uh, yeah, we're gonna definitely get to Duke in, in North Carolina. Uh, he mentions DJ had some suspect throws. with throwing it high or to no one, but had but he gave but he got into a rhythm. And he looked good, seventy three percent Clemson completion. Um, uh, if he said he thinks if Clemson takes the run game away, Clemson should, or if they can take Notre Dame's run game away, they should win. I agree with that. Uh, that that's where Notre Dame is gonna have to finally Ian Book is gonna have to finally become the man or not. Yeah. That's where we're headed on Saturday. It, there's no middle ground with this game. There's only one way that they're, they're going to win this game, and that's through the passing game. Yeah, it's in book. You know, kind of scared me a little bit.
2: Um, you know, against Georgia Tech. Yeah, especially the second half. Um, well,
0: that's where we are now with we, uh, we know the name Here, uh, they 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 got the big win, dominated Georgia Tech, but but dominated on the ground. And nowhere else. Yeah, he missed. Yeah,
2: uh, they missed some uh, blitzes. Yeah, you know, and and they and they have nowhere to go to football. Uh, I'm sure you know. I know Coach Kelly after the game talked about a lot of the mistakes that they made today. I mean, you know, Saturday that they can't make on you know this Saturday coming up, and and so I'm just still
0: trying to figure out you know in book. Uh, Question I, for you, Charlie? Question. If you're a coach and you dominate a Georgia Tech and you do it with the running game, but you only do it with one facet of the offense. Is that a good victory or is that a concerning victory? Is that one where you walk off the field going, Yeah, we got it, but man, that's not good. We got we 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 got a lot of work to do in seven days. Well, let me let me uh, be
2: the first to say that every victory is a good victory. <laughs> every victory is a good victory. That's I've, a good, been, right. I've, I've been on that side where uh, winning uh, was very, very hard to come by. Right. So, you know, whenever you can win a game and learn from it, you know, out of it, uh, that's <laughs> those are the ones I like the most. Take it, yeah. So, yeah. But, I, you know, I mean, like I said, we know Georgia Tech and the struggles they've had. And for them to score 31 points um, against Georgia Tech, you know, just meant something. But Georgia Tech played hard. I mean, I'm not going to take that from them. They played hard, especially the second half. When they really were down in the first half, Uh, they came out and played with great uh, passion. So I'm just still trying to figure out, you know, Notre Dame, if they – can handle a Clemson. Uh, very very much like Georgia uh, when they played Alabama. Yeah. Um, you know, you knew what their defense was was all about, um, Georgia's defense. Uh, but when it was all said and done, you know, their offense wasn't able to hold up um, under the pressure. And so it'd be interesting to see how Notre Dame uh, does as far as the offense, you know, if they're able to establish a run. Uh, to be able to keep Clemson off balance, but I think Ian Book is going to have to step up his uh, game from a passing game, from a passing standpoint, to be able to uh,
0: take advantage of whatever blitzes may come. Shout out to Marco. I know he's a big Alabama guy as well. He said, "Did somebody say Alabama?" We <laughs> uh, ears he he perked up. Yes, he ears he perked up a little bit. Um, um, the game that shocked me the most obviously is North Carolina. And I I'm, I'm off the North Carolina train. I'm sorry. Cuz I cuz man listen. I watched Virginia. There's no way Virginia should have done this to North Carolina. And and and, and I mean that was that was as bad as
2: how many I, games is how many games is North Carolina lost.
0: North Carolina has now lost two games.
2: Two games. That's right. In They're their still two in losses, They're still in it. Yes. They still got a shot. In their two losses, they have been the same way. Yes. I mean, you just look at it. Yes. The first, the first half, let's just, let's just take the last play of the first half. They're on their, like, 10-yard line or less, whatever it was. They're going in. Right. They call a play where the guy comes in motion and then he bubbles back the same direction, trying to catch him off guard. And the quarterback throws a lateral when the guy's not open. He throws a lateral and now the clock runs out. Instead of them getting a field goal out of the deal, they get nothing.
0: They get nothing.
2: So they just, just the bark of that whole uh, drive. To be able to get any kind of points. And then when it's all and down, how many points did they lose by?
0: They lost by the field goal that they never got.
2: <laughs> and so I'm just I'm just saying, they, they lost to Florida State very much the same way where the first half, they had so many mistakes and put themselves behind so far that they took them a long time to try to catch up. And the same thing happened with Virginia. Um, they got... So far behind that they got a rhythm in the second half, and then next thing you know, they're in a dog fight. Um, and so I just know that North Carolina has potential, but my man Sam howard just he just he's heckle and juckle, you know.
0: And and listen, it's hard to criticize a man that went twenty-three for twenty-eight and threw four hundred and forty-three yards and four touchdowns. I, I That's difficult to do, but but the truth of the matter is, you're absolutely correct, Charlie. He there are there are brain moments in in these games where something is not connecting. He's not seeing the moment, and it falls apart. And and it's just enough to cost him the game. It's just enough to cost him the game. Um, That's that's uh
2: that's mind boggling to me. Yeah, Um, just the way he. Um, it, it, I mean, like I'm just, I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, I mean, some of the interceptions like the Florida state, I mean, he threw it right to the defensive end that yeah. was, you know, that was a peeling on the back. And then this last one, I mean, he just fired a rocket that was a, a lateral and the guy really wasn't open. I mean, there was no, I mean, there was another pill situation. And so. I'm just still trying to figure out, you know, how how they're going to make it with him. And I'm not putting it off, putting a loss on him. I'm just saying some of the decisions during the course of the game. Yeah. Uh, he he makes some great throws um, to bring them back and what have you. But some of the things that got him behind is what I'm talking about. And like you said, it's hard to argue with a man who's, who throws 450 some yards. Yeah. Um. But some of those misses, you know, cost them.
0: Well, here's the other problem with 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 Sam Howell. He's really it has become very evident that he's really all they have. Like that, like Dayami, Dayami Brown had a big day. He had 240 yards receiving, but it's it's Sam. You know what I mean? It's Sam getting him the ball right. where he needs to get the ball. So without Sam, I don't know what offense they really have. So. The good, the good, and the bad of having a dominant receiver, as you already know, is that yeah, he's a great receiver. He's dominant, but the great teams are no—they know, know that he's dominant. So you're not going to get—he's not going to be that open against the Clemson's, the Notre Dame's, the you know that the, you're not going to be that open to, to dominate in that way. So I don't know, man. I, I'm very concerned about North Carolina. I, I was really surprised that they let the game slip away like they did in the uh in the third quarter, man. They uh those guys, Virginia just came out in that third quarter and Brendan Armstrong just I mean they put it on them.
2: Well, yeah, I mean the defense as well. I mean they got to four points. So yeah. um they didn't look like they were very interested at one point. I was trying to figure out if they were interested in playing the game. At, yeah at one point, I think it was right before halftime. Yeah. Um, or right after halftime. And so I was. it was very uh, concerning um, that they didn't want to be there. They weren't interested. And then, you know, all of a sudden they caught fire. Yeah. And here they come. And what? so I'm just uh, – I just think North Carolina is a solid team. But yeah. I, I'm not sure if they're on that top tier level.
0: But then well, again – After said all that, they're still in the running. Over yeah. the ACC championship, they're still there. Yeah. All is not lost. I agree with you, John Suggs, that yeah, the secondary suspect, they need to work on that run game. There's just a, there's not a lot of balance, but Sam is doing Sam is doing everything for the most part that you need him to do, except those his mo his bad moments are bad moments. Mm-hmm. And they're costing them big time. They are costing the the team big time. So uh and they just fell so far behind they just couldn't make up the difference. Um, Wake Forest, you laughed at me last week, Charlie, when I said Ooh, yeah. I that Wake it. Forest, <laughs> you kind of scoffed a little bit, Charlie, but <laughs> I said that Wake Forest is on the path to an ACC championship game, you know? okay. and i am telling you, they are now four and two, they won the game that they were supposed to win, and with North Carolina losing, they're right there, I mean. If, if Notre Dame or Clemson start to slip in any way, and, and they're right, they're right there. So I'm just saying, this is—I think this is a third straight victory. Uh, Wake Forest is, is, is yeah. in the mix, my brother. I'm a believer of Wake Forest.
2: I'm scared to believe, I, man. I think they're a very solid team, um, but I'm just not going to put them up there with Clemson. No, 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 not yet. And uh even Miami, you know, at this point. Um, I'm not sure I'm
0: not sure they're there yet.
2: But but, but I, they are I, I would like my seminoles to be in their position, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: I'd like my Cardinals to be in that position. <laughs> you
2: know, where we're trending, uh playing playing well and trending in the right direction. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think they coach Clausen does a great job with the talent that he has. Um, at a very small school. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're doing what Wake Forest normally does. Yeah. Uh, they, they play spoiler in a lot of, a lot of ways and make people believers. Uh, but of course they're, I don't think they're there yet. No, uh, but they are a team that you can say, man, they're trending in the right direction once again.
0: Yeah, John said, "Yeah, but they got straight up their front line. The quarterback been sacked 19 times. That that's a lot. That is a lot. But have, but despite that, they keep getting wins, though, John. That's the thing. They they keep getting wins. Uh, Marco says even without the quarterback that transferred from Wake Forest, they're still winning game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they some they figured something out. Something is working. It ain't. Listen, as 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 they used to say, it ain't sexy." But they keep winning. <laughs> they keep winning. So, um, and shout out to Duke. Shout out to Duke. Duke got the win, a very dominant win against Charlotte. Um, Duke had I, like they had 200, 200
2: yard uh, rushes.
0: That's a good day. Yeah, that's a really good day. <laughs> That's a really good day. That is a good day, and then, and then, and they didn't have to do a lot of work to get that hundred yards. Well, Mateo Durant 12, uh, 12 carries, Deion Jackson only ten carries. He, it's not. Listen, if you can get two players averaging almost ten yards a carry, that's a good day.
2: Yeah, but that was Charlotte, and anyone anyone is going to give up two hundred and some yards on the ground um to two backs yeah and not force the quarterback who probably i'm not i'm not sure who the quarterback is
0: now that yeah, was chase bryce oh chase is
2: still quarterbacking
0: well sort of chase chase through for 106 yards if you want all that quarterbacking eight for 14 <laughs> like, and, I said, <laughs> like
2: i said like i said I mean, it, That's what I mean happened. Oh, sure. they, they didn't need to throw the ball for sure. It is, right. That's good quality coaching Yeah, uh, because they were able to run the ball. But, I mean, when you start playing against a team that is going to stop the run and force the quarterback to throw, uh, you're going to be uh, up a creek.
0: Charlie, I want to ask you a philosophical question in relation to Duke. Why are they able to recruit great basketball players and not great football players at this school?
2: Uh, well, you know, basketball, you don't need that many.
0: That's a good point.
2: And so if you can get four, what well, they get, you know, four quality players.
0: Because that's, that's usually what happens. They get four dominant players yeah. and fill the roster with great role players. Correct. Yeah. And
2: so you don't need that many guys to really establish. I mean, they've had some guys who – Played a role. They've kind of grown into it. They've yeah. gotten into this one and done, you know, the past five years or so. Right, 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 right. But before that, you know, they had had juniors and seniors, uh, you know, manning and, man and the uh, team. In uh, football, from an academic standpoint, you're able to get certain guys. It's, it's very similar to all the academic schools. You yeah, it's just class. hard, man. Stanford, hard. Yeah. um, Some of these other high academic schools, Northwestern. Um, I mean, there's only so many guys that you can put into that mode to be able to compete with the other teams in your league. And so they made a commitment uh, to football at Duke. Yeah. Um, Coach Cutcliffe, you know, has, has been there for some time. And they've had some quality players come
0: through. I, mean, I, I think play he's play done as, about as well as you drugs. can expect. Yeah, I think he's done about as well as you can expect under the circumstances. Fifty-three players to go to Duke is a lot. It's the same problem Stanford has. It's the same problem, um, like you said, Northwestern has. It's 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 just a tough, tough situation to get that many players at that to play in on that level. You, you either gotta try to get or you just gotta change your whole philosophy. And just stop going after top-tier players and just tear down and get players that can fit into it and grow with your system. And then you're trying to target, okay, we're not going to be good in year one. We're not going to be good in year two. But by year three and four, we ought to be hitting our stride, something like that. So but
2: you definitely have to live off of the juniors and seniors. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because so, – you may not get guys leaving early, which, you know, I think they had maybe one or two players. Some of their better players this year opt out that uh, we talked about, I think last time, you know, one of their uh, better players just opted out in the middle of the season. Um, so that's, uh, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, but, this year's not known
0: for anyone. For anyone, shout yeah. out to Marco keeping me abreast that my Giants are doing a great job tonight. I would love for them to pull the ups, upset. I'm not gonna get excited yet, Marco, because we still got another half of football to play. But, <laughs> the, Giants but yeah. the Buccaneers. Huh?
2: the Giants being the Buccaneers.
0: They are 14 to six. Yeah, they're 14 to six. Uh, Kansas, the, John's right. Kansas has that same problem. Um, he asked another great question as well. He asked, "Do we are we familiar with uh, Coastal Carolina or Liberty?" I'm familiar with both of those teams, John, and I'm telling you, Liberty is a schedule mistake for some of these ACC yeah. teams. That's true. They true. are a scheduling mistake because Liberty is for real. Coastal Carolina is for real. That's true. These are two solid, solid teams. And in a year where people have not had time to work out the kinks like they normally would, that is, this is a terrible matchup for uh, teams going into this weekend. So, I, John, your John said, I think Liberty may beat Virginia Tech. That is a real possibility because Liberty is for real. I believe they are for real.
2: They're, they're going to score points. Yes, they they have those type uh, of players to where they're going to score points. And then, you know, who Freeze is the coach. Um, Hugh you know, Freeze has, play at a very high level. Yeah. And so, yeah. it's interesting to see how they, how Virginia Techs attacks them. Um,
0: but Liberty is
2: definitely a tough out.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, a real tough out. All right, you know, we got to play my favorite game now, Charlie. Oh, we just simply call the game Who? Who shined the brightest? Um,
2: well, I'm gonna go with my man DJ. Uh, DJ, him. Um,
0: Uli, Uli, Uli Agili or something like that.
2: Yeah, like bunch of my man name, but I probably. Is. <laughs> uh, what is you know,
0: um,
2: taking over for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, and just having you know that pressure alone, uh, for him to come in and play the way he played for 41 I think it was, for like 342 yards or whatever it was. A lot of yards. Uh, didn't have any uh, major turnovers um, that were bonehead or looked like young mistakes outside of the, you know, handoff, which it looked like Etienne didn't give him a pocket. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was a mix-up for sure. But I I just kudos to the man, a young fella, because I I can only imagine going to that type of, you know, that game. You're ready. You're prepared yourself. And it's your moment. Uh, But to actually go out and do it uh, was just simply amazing.
0: 342 yards and two touchdowns in your debut game. That is impressive. I I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna steal your shine though. I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna give mine to Khalil Herbert. 147 yards rushing is grown man football. Damn. So Khalil Herbert might be playing himself into the draft now because that, that's pretty impressive. Uh so I'm 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 gonna give mine here. Obviously, DJ is, definitely gets it as well, but I'm gonna give mine to Khalil Herbert. Uh for just really playing some tough, tough, tough football this weekend and kind of carrying Virginia Tech like we said a minute ago. Um, who surprised you the most, Charlie? Uh, well, kind of Boston College, at least
2: the first half. Yeah. Uh, you really didn't expect them. I mean, you expect them to play well, but you didn't expect them to play that well, uh, where they were up 20-10 at um, halftime. And so that, that, that would be, you know, one surprise. Um, for me um, and I guess the other surprise would be um, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm kind of disappointed uh, in just the way they have the talent, they have the type of team and the whole whole nine. Uh, but they like you say, there's those bonehead mistakes it may be few. But they just played seemed enough. to, yeah. you know, to kind of overthrow them. Yeah. Um. And so I would just say, you know, Boston College first half surprised me. Mm. Um. That they were able to, you know, have a big lead at halftime, and then, uh, and then um, you know, North Carolina the way they played.
0: Yeah. For me, for me, the surprise was 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 um. For sure, Boston College, uh, for sure. But I would say Louisville, I thought they had found something. And to to get off, to let Virginia Tech come out the way that they did um, was surprising, especially at home. Because, you, you, you know, at home, and, and you had a crowd. Like, it wasn't like there wasn't people there. They had a crowd this time. So, yeah. it was a real home. It should have been a real home field advantage. And it was not. They 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 came out to a very slow start. Could it's like they were stuck in mud? By the time they figured out how to get it going, it was too late. It was just it was just way too late. Um. So that was my surprise. Uh, one of my surprises. I think the other one. Uh. It's hard to argue against that North Carolina thing. I just I don't know what's going on with them. Um, but they, they better figure it out real fast because they're right now on the outside looking in, and they're and, and, and I think that's where they're probably going to end up staying because I don't know if Notre Dame is going to – Notre Dame could lose two games and play themselves out. Miami could lose two games and play themselves out, but I don't know that they will. And North Carolina was sitting in a, in a, in a, in a grip position before the week started, and now they're in real trouble for the rest of their season. Who needs a little work, Charlie?
2: Um, I would say North Carolina's defense. <laughs> okay. Needs a little work. Yeah. Uh, because it, they just didn't seem like they were inspired uh, at certain points of the game. And the game kind of got out of hand. Um, and then they were able to get some stops. But Virginia was able to really kind of do what they wanted to do. I would say all night, but for a good portion of the night. Yeah. Um, so I would say North Carolina's defense.
0: Yeah, Josh has Syracuse, which is obvious. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna say Notre Dame's offense. They have got to figure this out, and they gotta figure it out this week. They cannot come to the game. This weekend, one-dimensional. If they do, this could get ugly real fast. Because, like you said, DJ is solid. He's for real. So, if they don't figure out how to match them uh, with a, some level of a passing game, they're going to have to figure out something. This game could get ugly real, real fast. Um, Marco says, "You Louisville, they need to learn how to pull out them wins. That That is also true. But I'm going to give out my who needs a little work to, uh, to Notre, uh, Notre Dame's offense. Now, the big one, who needs a lot of work?
2: Well, I'm going to go with Syracuse.
0: Is our guy going to survive this? I don't know. I mean, who, who are they going to get? See, that's the thing you always think about when, it, when, when you're looking at a team and, and they're struggling. What's out there?
2: I mean, you know,
0: for us out there,
2: I I think you know they'll go and find someone, uh, just like they've done in the past. Yeah, the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, someone that's relatively hot, um, and think that they can bring him in and help revive. Right. Uh, but I just think Syracuse is at a point where you know they are okay competitive, but they're just not competitive to where they're gonna win win games.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah.
2: Which is, you know, our guy, which he's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so holding it, holding yeah. It down for the for the black coaches uh in the ACC. Um and so I'm just hoping that he can continue to
0: hold on. And see John just made a great point. He's been there to he's been there since 2016, which means you have your guys now. Cause that's what that's what every coach says. Well, give me a few years to get my guys in here. Well, guess what? You've got your guys. I mean But,
2: but where's well Syracuse, they, they won 10 games uh like two years ago. Right, right. And then the, the next year I think they may have won seven or eight, and then it started going the other direction. Right. Um, and so Syracuse is very similar to, um, I would say Duke because, you know, Duke can have an outlier one year. You know, they have, you know, nine wins or ten wins, but they're kind of like Wake Forest. Um, They're only going to go so far up the ACC uh, chain um, because they may have ten wins one year. They may have, you know, nine wins. Uh, they may be consistent at that level, then all of a sudden they may have a dip because they may have lost a quarterback that was uh, carrying them. They may have lost, you know, some senior leadership that was carrying them. Um, and they just don't have the talent that's coming through each and every year to re- to be able to replace it. And so, I mean, Syracuse kind of in that boat. Uh, they, I don't know. I mean, the quarterback, they look like they had out there <laughs> – the other day, he probably looked like he still probably should be in, in high school. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not picking on the guy, but I'm just saying just from a, you know, just didn't look like he was comfortable playing a position
0: in college. Um, and it showed. Well, I think you hit on something really key. They don't look the part. and and And, and that's important because you're charged to go get these guys. You're charged to go find the best of what you can go find with what you have to work with. And you're you're not getting the guys that come in and are growing in the system and looking the part and playing to their full potential. And and yeah, you're not they're not laying down, so you give them credit for that. Right. But man, they're not growing either. And that that's concerning. That's the part that's really concerning. There, these players at Syracuse are not growing. I, I I hate to say it, but I, I think my guy, our guy, might be in trouble. He might be in a lot of trouble. Uh, needs a lot of work is an understatement. It, yeah. They need a miracle at this point. <laughs> we yeah, have to they're, need the
2: bottom, they're definitely at the bottom of the ACC uh, barrel.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, with one win and
0: six losses. Yeah. And, and and no end in sight. That's the that's the most challenging part. It doesn't look like there's an end in sight for him. So, all right, Charlie, who is your in your top five this week?
2: Well, of course, I'm, I mean it's going to probably be the same. You got Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Wake Forest because they've been playing. You know, solid football at this time.
0: Very true. Very true. Um,
2: and we'll see about North Carolina State. I mean, they're four and two, uh, but Virginia Tech. I'll go Virginia Tech because they—they actually looked like they were uh, a contender the other day against Louisville.
0: So, yeah.
2: my top five would be Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, uh,
0: Wake Forest. And Virginia Tech. All right, I'm, I'm going to go obviously Clemson and Notre Dame at one and two in Miami on the, on the three spot. I'm going to go NC State though. I'm, I'm going until NC State proves me wrong. I'm going to go NC State, Uh and then yes, I'm going to give them Wake Forest the respect that they deserve. They 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 have been they're playing some good football, and and they've earned their way into my top five this week. So. Shout out to NC State. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the rest of this season, man. I'm I'm excited to see where uh, all of this is going. I really am. Uh, because I, I, I don't know – I honestly don't know who this second team is going to be. This weekend is going to tell us a lot. Because if Notre Dame can't muster an offense – other than their running game against Clemson, then I think that number two spot in the ACC championship is truly up for grabs.
2: Uh, well, I think Notre Dame's better than the rest of the, the, the league.
0: I um, see you're more convinced than that than I am.
2: I, I mean, I, I just don't think. I mean, they they will have a chance to be back in the the uh, the ACC championship because they do have a, a very solid team. Uh, I just don't know at this time if they're the same level as uh, Clemson. Uh, but then again, Clemson is throwing a, a true freshman out there on the road. Uh, so we really don't know how he's going to respond on the road. Uh, I know he's cool, calm, and collected, and all those things uh, that we see. Um, and he's, he'll make plays. But it be interesting to see how he plays on the road. But, I I mean, Miami plays North Carolina State uh, coming up here. So, we'll get a chance to see North Carolina State. Uh, Miami's coming off for a body not play last week. So, right. uh, we'll see how North Carolina State's going to play. Uh, even though they're playing at home, I do believe. So, we'll see who the second team's going to be. I mean, I, even though, let's just say Clemson loses this game. They probably they probably won't lose another game, right? So they're gonna be there, um, and then they'll get you know Wonderboy back, um, <laughs> you know Surfer Surfer Dude, right? Um, you know, long blonde hair,
0: yeah.
2: Um, back, and you know <laughs> that'll probably be a different story. Uh, you know, not saying that DJ won't play well, um, but Trevor Lawrence is right now, you know, one of the best players playing, you know, college football.
0: Yeah, no, no question. Um, I'm excited to see where this is going, though. I'm, this is going to be a group week of ACC football. I hope everybody's gearing up and getting ready for it. Uh, I cannot wait to see what happens this week. And and I think we're going to – they like the one the boys comment there. They like that one. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how this thing unfolds. Uh, this week. But Charlie, I'm looking forward to being with you again on Wednesday here on Facebook. And then the podcast will load on Thursday. You can catch this podcast on Spotify or anywhere podcast. It can be heard, Podchaser, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever. Uh, It'll be there tomorrow at noon. Always debuts at noon uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, uh, But yeah, should be a fun week, man. Should be a fun, fun week.
2: Yes, sir, and uh, look forward to uh, previewing, getting our pickems. Yeah, uh, you know maybe someone can go and bet online.
0: That's true, betonline.ag, because you know that's where all the good betting goes on. And by the way, they have an interesting bet going on right now uh, about Trevor Lawrence going to the NFL. Go look at the line for that. Very interesting. Yeah. Some people some people might want to put a little coin on that. Cause I I'm not sure I buy all the talk that he's not going. I, I think Trevor probably got his mind pretty solidly made up on this one. So but
2: especially after this year, Yeah. with the COVID and all that kind of stuff, missing games. I mean, do you wanna I would rather miss games, you know, while I'm getting a paycheck. Right. If you're gonna miss games, get checked with you know, go along with it. But
0: then again, he may be getting a paycheck. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't say that. You said it. <laughs> all right. No, I'm it. Take a break. Come back and do this all again on Wednesday. Guys, have a great, great night. We will see you. This is Believe in the ACC. That's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence. We'll see you next time.
1: You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms.